welcome to American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Foster Brown. During the last five years, I've interviewed dozens of people behind the articles in the American Road magazine. But this time around, my subject has to do with one of our regular columns on the Yellowstone Trail. Through a happy coincidence, I made the acquaintance of a delightful Wisconsin couple, John and Ann Ridge, who specialize in the history of the Yellowstone Trail. Their story was so fascinating, I decided to keep the whole thing, but also to divide it up into three parts to make it a little easier to listen to. In this first part of our three-part series on the Yellowstone Trail, John and Ann take us through the unique history of one of America's great transcontinental highways that developed in the early 1900s. It's a fascinating story that began in the middle of the country and then worked its way west, and east. The history of the Yellowstone Trail is interwoven with the development of interconnecting roads, spurred on by a marvelous new machine, the personal car. Here is part one of our interview with John and Ann Ridge about the Yellowstone Trail. In a recent conversation on a podcast, I talked with somebody about the Yellowstone Trail. And in the process of doing a little background study on that, I discovered that there are two people who are very familiar with the history of this great transcontinental highway. And they are John and Ann Ridge, who are with me right now on American Road Trip Talk. And thank you very much for joining me. Uh, Good morning. Yes, it's fun to be here. When did your passion for the Yellowstone Trail begin? Uh, What, uh, 14 years ago, I guess, something like that. We retired, and uh, we remembered a comment that my father had made about this strange road that was marked with yellow stones rather than signs. Of course, being young, I didn't pay much attention to it, but... It all came back to me, and we wondered what on earth that was. We got the impression that it was Highway 12, which it was right near our home here in Wisconsin, and we followed it out west, and uh, we were way off the trail because we didn't really know where it was. Stopped at <laughs> Historical Society in Helena, Montana, found the publication of the association, and it was so interesting reading that we got hooked on it and have been since. That's fascinating. So you actually, your experience with the Yellowstone Trail began when you tried to follow the trail itself. Was this the original association that was formed to promote the Yellowstone Trail? Uh, Yes, that was the uh, booklet that we found in uh, Helena Mm. uh, in 1914. And the association had actually started in 1912, about 10 days after the Titanic went down. Oh my God! Yeah, and by but 1914 they had uh, uh, formed an association. They had named it Yellowstone Trail after the Yellowstone National Park because they figured that tourists would like to go to the park, and uh-huh. it was very popular at the time. And so by 1914 they had this booklet out that uh, told about the association and its uh, workings. Now, as I understand, uh, John and Anne. The uh, the Yellowstone Trail, I think, it is kind of unique in some ways in terms of the American uh, uh, Great American Highway networks because it, it began in the middle rather than on either end. Tell us a little of the history of the Yellowstone Trail and how it began. Well, I think the important difference between the Yellowstone Trail and highways such as the uh, Lincoln Highway, which was started to be formed just a little bit after the Yellowstone Trail was started, uh, is that it was run by small-town businessmen who had a very personal interest in getting their cars on drivable roads to go to the next town. Then they learned very quickly that if the roads were improved locally, it attracted people from further away because they had very few roads to drive on. 
So this was very much a uh, grassroots effort at creating a long, uh, usable automobile highway, uh, as opposed to, say, the Lincoln Highway, which was the creation of business leaders in uh, the East. Uh, well, of course, they called themselves Middle West. And we see <laughs> the East. And they had big money behind them. As a matter of fact, they were going to they were going to go out and build that road all the way across the Lincoln Highway, all the way across the country. Uh, that fantasy did not last long. And then they began to behave very much as the Yellowstone Trail Association did, in that they relied on local, inexpensive local memberships to support their activities. You know, I understand, uh, John and and Ridge, that in many ways the impetus behind, as you you said, the impetus started out being that connecting of the towns to one another, but it was also because the car had recently been created, which gave people a lot of personal freedom of movement. But up until this point, most of the money, most of the logistics for connecting places depended on railroads. And this was now the car's time. Uh, yeah, I think that's a common history and uh, understood by your listeners. Um, there, little towns, uh, we're in Wisconsin and we're surrounded by little towns. They had as many as eight trains a day. Uh, you could order something from Sears Roebuck one day and it would arrive like 36 hours later. It was just amazing. So, yes, the government was very interested in trains, and trains were, surprisingly, railroad companies were supportive of the building of roads out in the uh, in the West because oh. farmers then could get their products to the railhead a lot faster uh-huh. and better roads. So the train companies just never foresaw the day that the automobile would supersede the train. <laughs> or, or the uh, the uh, the horse and buggy people either. Uh, but unfortunately, unfortunately then, fortunately, I guess, for the rest of us, this personal means of conveyance certainly became uh, the predominant way of, uh, of getting around. When the organizations began to get together, what kind of challenges did they face in terms of connecting what may have been very good roads in some places to um, some not-so-good roads? I mean, how do they get a, get a consistency in, in, in the way that people could move from one place to another? The members went to their own county boards, and county by county, they persuaded the uh, county boards to, can, if they're going to build a road or improve a road, connect it to the road coming in from the next county. Uh, don't build roads like spider webs, but... Uh, right connect them, and then the roads that were lesser than that would eventually be built. But you need to have connecting roads. Uh, There's a story that uh, when the Yellowstone Trail Association was very first forming way back in 1912 in the middle of South Dakota, uh, one of the uh, boosters marched into his county board with $500, and he plunked it down on the table, and he said, now, Build that blankety road. <laughs> and when you, you know, if you build it between Ipswich and Aberdeen, 26 miles, I will give you another $500. Well, now that chap, Mr. Beebe, happened to be a banker. Now, I don't know where he got that $500. It may have been from his bank vault. But that's <laughs> then. They just plunked the money down and they said, do it. Or they, uh, if they didn't have the money to plunk down, they said to the county boards, this is in your best interest. And little by little, like Topsy, it grew. 
Mm, that's very interesting. Was the primary development of the trail westward, uh, or was it going both west and east at the same time? How, how did it progress at the Yellowstone Trail? Well, it certainly in the beginning went both east and west. Actually, the first uh, extension was to the west when a nearby town uh, invited them Mobridge. to uh, Mo- Mobridge Mobridge invited them mm-hmm. to uh, uh, the residents of Aberdeen and Ipswich to visit Mobridge and help them uh, create a better road through their area. But then it went both east and west as they were able to make contacts. Uh, certainly their major goal was to get to the uh, Yellowstone National Park because uh, that was that, that was the their namesake, and that would attract tourists along their route if, sure. because the route would go to the Yellowstone National Park. I hope that you enjoyed part one of our three-part series on the Yellowstone Trail with John and Ann Ridge. In our next podcast, they will reveal more of the story behind the development of the trail and how it created communities and its push toward the Atlantic coast. If you like these podcasts, we know you'll love the digital edition of our magazine. Go to AmericanRoadMagazine.com and click on the Preview Our Magazine icon. You'll get a sample of the digital layout and the opportunity to sign up for electronic delivery of our next issues. While you're on the homepage, check out our blogs, trip suggestions, special deals, sweepstakes, and so much more. You can even friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Till we meet again on the American Road for another Trip Talk, this is your host, Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey. Thank you.